Welcome to Getting Cozy with Erin Hill. Now here's our mama. Hey y'all, welcome back to Getting Cozy with Erin Hill. You guys, today I have one of my favorite social media influencers, experts, so many different things that he comes to the table with. His name is John Joseph, and he calls himself the CEO of Things You Don't Know. So we're going to go into that more, and I'm just so excited to have him here to just pick his brain on all things pop culture and everything that's going on currently. So, And I'm going to drop a bomb on him about the new Bachelorette twist, so stay tuned for that. But we'll get into all of that. Welcome, John, to the show. Welcome to Getting Cozy. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm so excited and slightly nervous for the twist. (laughs) Oh, no, it's a good one. I promise. I promise. We're going to make everyone kind of wait. I'll bring that up here in a bit. But let's get into who you are, how you got started doing what you do, because I love it. I'm obsessed. I found you on TikTok and subscribed right away and just wanted to watch all of your videos and binge them one night and just had the best time so oh my gosh well thanks <laughs> I, yeah it was kind of crazy i i de- definitely never thought of myself being a social media influencer and then i just you know the pandemic closed everything up and i i'm a performer so i had like plans to open up for a few artists for their shows and all of this stuff was in the works for me. And then when COVID happened, I kind of just had to drop everything I was doing and I wanted kind of like a creative outlet. And so I had been like going on TikTok, uploading content, nothing was happening. And I was out with a friend and I said, you know what, I'm just going to upload two more videos. I said, if they don't do well, then I'm just going to stop. And he goes, okay, well, what are the videos? And I said, well, I want to upload a video about the scandal between Debbie Reynolds and Elizabeth Taylor. And he goes, no one cares about that. And that made me just want to do it to prove him wrong. Yes. And I uploaded it, took a nap. Next day, I had 40,000 followers. <gasps> no way. That is so fun. You know, you just never know what's going to hit. You just never know. So I'm you glad you took know. that risk. It was fun. And I, it was funny because I was like, okay, like for part two, but I hadn't even planned to do a part two because it <laughs> was going to blow up at all. And so I was like scramming to figure out what I was going to do. And then I wrote a business plan that night. And like I said, the next day I was with 40,000 followers. And I kind of kept the ball rolling. Oh my God. That's amazing. And how long ago was that? That was August. So since August, I, I think I have like 100 followers on TikTok and now I have 352,000. Holy shit. So how, was that like one of your first TikToks that you posted? I had posted a few other things, right? So what even got me on TikTok is in December of 2019, I was at a Jonas Brother concert and I was dancing over the top when the DJ was playing music and someone had uploaded me to uh, like a meme account and the meme account got like 26 million views on this video. And I was like, wait a second, I was like, I need to get in on this action. Like I need to, you know, I need to do this. So that's when I started uploading TikTok and only one video kicked off and it was when Tiger King was big and Don't Fuck With Cats was really big. I was like, what can I do? Oh my gosh, you know, what would be even better is if we found out who, you know, allegedly killed Carol Baskin's husband and we we had the girl from Don't Fuck With Cats do the investigating (laughs) and so I did a video about that and that video you know hit off but nothing since then that was maybe in like March of 2020 so it was I like I said that was my last time uploading August was supposed to be my last video I ever uploaded and now I'm have over 150 videos and 
60 million views. So like literally the rest was history. Wow. That is so crazy. Well, again, I'm so glad that you just took that one last chance and then it kind of turned everything around. But I feel like that's kind of how life is, right? You're just like right about to quit and then you do one more thing and it's like, bam, okay, not quitting. This is my calling. You know, it's one of those things, you know, where they say like, um, let go and let God. I was like, I said like, let this go. What's meant to be will be. And like I said, I went and took a nap. I did not care. I took a nap (laughs) and I woke up and I was like, wait, this is kind of hitting off. And like I said, the next day it was like, oh, crap, this is turning into something. And now I have to film a part two that I didn't even plan on filming. I love it. I love it. What has been your favorite TikTok so far to create? It's been kind of like an evolution because I started off with old Hollywood scandals and then I started doing like celebrity breakups and stuff. So I think my favorite is the first one, the Debbie Reynolds, because I kind of got to introduce her because everyone only knows her from the Halloween Town movies from my generation. So no one knew that Debbie Reynolds was this big actress you know in the golden era of hollywood and then i think the next thing that really was my favorite was when i kind of like exposed the behind the scenes of the hills because it was my first time tiktok had kind of plateaued and i was like what can i do to kind of spice things up and i was like i am the biggest reality tv buff let me talk about the hills and like i said i took the chance and now it's it's one of my most successful series on my channel so correct me if i'm wrong um because i remember debbie reynolds very well and yeah. I, I feel like, was she on Will and Grace for a stint? Like, is she? She was. Yeah, okay. she was Grace's mom. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. I loved her as Grace's mom. I thought she was so adorable. So that's kind of where I know her from. But I know that she was like a really big time actress, you know, back in the day. So I love that, John. And The Hills. Oh, my God. The Hills. Okay. So did you, what was like the first reality TV show that you were like hooked on? I think the first one I was really, like, really, really invested in was Laguna Beach. Yes. That was my life. Like, I was so obsessed, like, to the point where my dad, we're we're in Southern California, so every spring break and every summer, my dad would take me to Laguna Beach. We would watch the show before we went. We would write down what restaurants they ate at, which (laughs) hotels they would go to, and we would, like, I I just wanted to be Kristen Cavallari. That's, like, was my dream. And so I would go to Laguna Beach and just live my best Laguna life and then leave because I was so invested and I was convinced that they were going to be there, and obviously they weren't because by the time I started going, the hills had already kicked off, so... Right. Everyone moved out of Laguna. Are you still a big fan of Kristen's? I am the biggest Kristen Cavallari fan. It's it's obnoxious. Oh, I love that. I love her. She was just, you know, she was like that original, like, kind of like bad girl that you just couldn't help but love. You know, yeah. like she just, she was a boss. She knew what she wanted and she went out and she got it. And I, and I loved that. For sure. I actually got a chance to meet Stephanie Pratt in person and that was insane. I don't know if oh, I've, my God. oh yeah, I don't know if I've ever seen a more beautiful person up close. Like, she, really? no, she looked so just, it was unreal how beautiful she was. And her eyes are just exquisite. Beautiful. They are like, oh my God, they're the most beautiful, clear blue. Like, you just want to just fall into them. Like, they are just gorgeous, gorgeous. That and makes me so happy. Because I feel like she's extremely underrated on the show. And oh, so yeah. to hear that makes me really, really happy because I, I mean, I think they're all beautiful in their own way, but like, she was definitely underrated, I felt like. Oh, 100%. And she's so sweet, too. Like, I, her personality was just very kind, very sweet. I mean, granted, she was at like a kind of a meet and greet type situation. It was like back yeah. when she had a podcast with with um oh who was it she had a podcast with someone right I cannot recall who it was but that's why she was there because she was like part of that whole iHeartRadio thing so yeah very very cool by the way she was there on a date with Derek Paith who is now engaged 
Oh my gosh, that's crazy. <laughs> it was their second date ever. And it was so awkward watching them. But they were so cute. But it was so awkward because I was like, oh my God, you're on a date with like all of these people around. Like it was so weird. Yeah, how uncomfortable to like bring your date to like a business setting. I like that just sounds so uncomfortable, especially like a newer date. Like it's one thing if you guys have been together for a while and you bring like, hey, do you want to come here with me? But how crazy. It was really weird. It was really weird. Anyways, okay, so you loved Laguna, The Hills. What other shows were oh, did you love OC? I didn't watch the OC. I was like I was really invested in reality shows. So I okay. like, I love the Anna Nicole Smith show. Yes. The Kardashians, the Simple Life, um, what else? Rock of Love, Flavor of Love, okay. I Love New York. I, I I was the biggest MTV VH1 E. Like <laughs> I've, I've seen them all. I even the ones that get canceled, I've watched. I'm right. Like, oh I'm, my god. I'm new into Bravo. Bravo's been like since 2017, and I've now binge watched most of the Housewives. Like, I'm literally probably one of the most addicted people to reality TV. It's 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 bad. <laughs> I am so hit and miss with Bravo. Like, I want to want to watch it, you know, but there are some shows that I just cannot get into as hard as I try. Like, I, I just can't. I feel you. I tried watching Housewives for maybe, like, a good eight years before I finally watched. I had to get past the first. I think it was, like, literally the first season. And then I was like, I get it now. Yeah. I understand. I get it. Like, because I, I grew up watching Mob Wives. That was my thing. And, like, I wanted, like, the real drama. Like, Mob Wives was real drama. Like, those girls were ready to fight. <laughs> so when Housewives were just so vanilla to me by the time I watched it. Right. No, that totally makes sense. I know you're not a huge Bachelor viewer, but... Did you see any of the seasons? I've been hit or miss. I watch every season premiere. And then I, I go and I keep watching and keep watching. So I'm all like, I loved JoJo season. I met her at Wango Tango. She was super sweet. Her fiance is super nice. I watched all of Tasha season. I've watched a lot of Matt season. Okay. And I'm caught up with the people that are on there. Okay. So I will go ahead and drop this bomb. And then we're going to get into okay. like, cons- not not conspiracies, but just like, you know, yeah. really fun behind the scenes stuff. Like that's what we want to hear, right? We love to hear that kind of stuff. Okay, so the huge bomb that I'm going to drop right now. Katie is the next Bachelorette, which may not be shocking because I think that's been a lot of spoilers out there. Yeah. However, when they film Katie's season, they're going to film Bachelor in Paradise, which will be super sized. Like all our faves should be on it. So if you have favorites amazing. from Tasha's season, probably almost all of those guys, right? Because they're all amazing guys. And they all just got like short end of the stick with Claire's season. So it makes sense. Oh my gosh. I'm like ready. We need justice for Chasen, justice for, I mean, so many of those guys. So like- many. So many. Yes, I adore them all. So after Bachelor in Paradise, though, then. They're going to shoot Michelle's season. We're going to have two Bachelorettes this year. Oh, yeah. You heard me right. Uh, (laughs) Oh, thank God. I hate waiting here. It is like my biggest pet peeve. I'm like, can we just like speed this up? Like, can we just? This is great. I am so ready. I am so ready. Yes. And the reason they are not having Michelle first is because of her profession that she's a teacher she has such a big heart that she actually said she would not leave her students she actually turned it down and said no I'm not leaving my students for another huge chunk of time you know they've been through so much and that just speaks volumes of the person that she is oh my god I like have tears in my that is so sweet I know I know it really does say a lot about her and so she said if we can film in the summer I will do it and they said absolutely we'll make that happen 
Oh my, I love that so much. That's so great. I know. And they will still have a bachelor, I'm assuming, in January because not like it's going to affect anything, you know, unusual. So I guess we're going to have like a little bit earlier Bachelor in Paradise, which yay, I don't want to wait. <laughs> bachelor in Paradise, I mean, for anyone that doesn't watch The Bachelor, you need to watch The Bachelor just to enjoy Bachelor in Paradise because I think it's hands down one of the most entertaining shows on all of television. Like I live. It is It is so juicy. It is so great everyone's a mess everyone's everyone's ready I, I love it I love it so much 100% agree 100% agree and I love that because you do get more of the love stories because you have more people right to, and you're not so to get together person. yeah mm-hmm. exactly yeah. and I don't know if you know this but I'm a dating coach and I don't like seeing you know one person for like 30 people especially if that one person is not of age so I'm super happy to see that both of the leads they chose are definitely mature enough to handle something like that, definitely ready. And I feel like it could be another Tasha love story all over again because of the age, you know? And I'm not being ageist. I, hope so. I just feel like, you know, at that point, you know, your brain is developed enough to make those big, big, important decisions. So that's kind of where I'm coming Absolutely. from. Absolutely. I'm single right now. So I'm on all the dating apps. And it's <laughs> it's so hard. I cannot imagine how these people on these shows have to deal with like what like Tasha having to have all of those guys for her because you already know off the bat whether they're not going to admit this or which is kind of I guess the point of my series is exposing this part but you're not going to be attracted to every single guy in that house and when you're having to give each guy a chance when you already know hey I probably like five of these guys out of however many are here you, and you have to go through that process I you have to be of a certain maturity level and age to be able to handle that pressure and also be able to know exactly what you want in that situation because especially with producers and everything going on it's hard not to get pulled in different directions yeah exactly and when they're talking about you know making somebody who's 24 or even 25 like a lead I just it doesn't sit well with me it really doesn't I feel like you it's need hard, to live you know, your life I would agree it's hard I'm, I'm, I'm turning 27 and, and I feel like I'm just now maturing into that I cannot imagine yep. how, like even a year ago six months ago even having to be the bachelor or bachelorette like that would have been such a a mind weird thing to have to deal with I mean I, I cannot even imagine exactly and So let's get into the whole, you know, you being a CEO of things we don't know. What do we need to know, John? I mean, here's what I'll tell you. It's all fake. Not all. I mean, I, I, we all get invested in the love stories and there's real love. Like, look at Tasha and what's her Zach. fiance's name? Zach. Look at them. Like, that was very real. But if you watched that season, you were convinced she was going to end up with Ben. You were convinced. (laughs) But in the back of her mind, she probably knew she was going to end up with Zach at the end of the day, right? So it's so funny because I've, I've been watching all these different reality shows especially the bachelor and the bachelorette and like with matt's dad coming on the show that reunion probably would have never happened had he not been on the show producers control and manipulate everything that they want you to see right I conversations even when it comes down to the hills they were like they would be at lunch texting the girls saying hey bring this up and then they bring it up. They, they feed them lines through their cell phones. So you can only imagine what The Bachelor is doing on their scale of entertainment. Wow. I have to ask you, did you watch the TV show Unreal? I did not watch the TV show Unreal. Oh. I, I, I didn't know it existed until after I did my exposing of The Bachelor. Show. Oh, my God. You have to go back and watch. So I've been binge watching this season one and season two. So season one will blow your mind because it has so many parallels to what we're seeing now. And season two, they actually had a black bachelor. So again, 
you know, you've got a girl in like a Confederate flag bikini on there. Like, oh, yes, you have to watch it. That's what I keep telling everyone. Like, life imitates art, right? So, like, when you have these shows out there that are already out, the chances of it happening in real life are so they're so they, anything could happen i mean that is crazy well, that happened way before that girl got in trouble right what was her name rachel rachel oh my gosh this, Ugh, the bombshell so this season of unreal came out years ago like we're talking years ago oh my gosh yes like i'm saying you know go back and watch and your brain will explode like i bet you'll want to do 50 million tiktoks from it because oh i'm ready i'm so ready <laughs> Please tag me because I want to share it because I'm so obsessed with that show because it is basically based on an ex-producer's experience from The Bachelor. My gosh. Yes. Yes. So I can't wait to see what you come up with because I'm telling you. (laughs) <laughs> I'm like I'm gonna go home and watch it right after this. Oh, That's good! Crazy. That is insane. Yes. Oh my gosh, it's, you sold me. It's on Hulu too, so it's very easy to watch. I'm sure you have Perfect. Hulu. Everyone does. But if you are like obsessed with The Bachelor, you want to watch this show if you've never seen it because it will open your eyes. But I want to know though, aside from that, you know what else you have heard over the years about that show or really any show that would just like what's the most shocking things that, that you've heard about okay, reality so here's a few shocking things okay when it comes to i mean just any reality show in general and i'm sure this won't so shock you so much as anyone else but <laughs> like the voice the whole premise of that show is that you're judged based off of your voice mm-hmm. i have had friends go to that show and like you know an audition number one before you get in front of those celebrity judges you're already having to go through five different rounds of auditions there that you don't just go and see christina aguilera there's like you know 15,000 people in line and they have to weed out to you know maybe 100 right oh yeah so they judge you based off your looks they'll go oh sorry you're not what we're looking for this season or you know what you have a great voice but we don't like the look and it's like the whole point of the show is that this is the voice like allegedly right i I, don't quote me on that allegedly but i I literally had a friend they loved her voice and they said yeah you just don't have the look we're going for (gasps) and she was like wait a second doesn't that contradict your whole brand (laughs) wow that's kind of a bombshell i feel because that's their whole mo yeah, the whole exactly, and and same thing with American Idol. All those singing competitions do it, and I and at the end of the day, they want people who are going to be able to sell records, right? So it, right. it does go down to beyond your voice, but it's just it blows your mind when you hear those things. Jeez. And even when it comes down to the Bachelor, I think the thing that shocked me most about the Bachelor when I was doing my like research on the behind the scenes stuff is how manipulative the producers make the they manipulate these contestants into saying things that they never even wanted to say or that they'll make them like victoria queen victoria we all know matt did not give a crap about her there was no way matt liked her right off the bat but those producers saw money signs in their eyes and probably told him he had to keep her oh yeah i I completely agree with that and then also like what i didn't even know and i know this is like just a small fact but like when they're doing their confessionals those confessionals are not filmed the night of the dates. They're filmed like months later. After the series right. is wrapped, they then call them in and change the, all of their outfits in one day. They get them all done in one day. Wow. I didn't know it was months after. Because I remember Sean Lowe saying that, oh, yeah, that did not happen the same day. That was like a few days later or like a few, you know, like a week later. 
months after that is so that's just like false advertising completely one of the bachelors <laughs> i it's, it occur, i could be wrong but i when i was doing my research i thought that one of the bachelors said that they filmed their confessionals two months after the show was in production it was already you know or, or in post-production wow. and so they were getting everything ready to go and he, he was still filming his confessionals they were catching him up on all his confessionals because what you guys don't know is that first night that cocktail hour of the first night when he, they're meeting everyone they wrap up at like four or five o'clock in the morning they are doing that all night I think they go actually much late. I think they literally go to like 8 or 9 a.m. Because I remember, yeah, yes. I remember asking, I don't remember who it was, but I remember asking someone and they're like, oh, yeah, it was like 8 or 9 a.m. Like I remember, you know, it was literally, like you said, all night. It was all night. Exhausting. Yeah. And and the fact that they have to keep up their energy. That's why, Mm -hmm. like, now that we've said that, when you watch the next season premiere of the show, by the time they're giving out the roses, look at all the contestants. They are exhausted. Of course. Of course. And it's literally daylight out when they, you know, when they walk out of the of the mansion afterwards or whatever. So it's it's crazy. For what they go through, and you know, I've said this so many times, but there needs to be mental health professionals on site. There needs to be counselors, like couple counselors there. There's probably never going to be because I feel like they, you know, they, they want all the drama. They want people to be just like completely just coming apart at the seams, you know? When I was doing my research, one thing that really like shocked me and kind of like put like kind of put a pit in my stomach is they supposedly get the women like they take advantage of their menstrual cycle. Yeah. So they'll know that they're all in the same cycle and then they'll start planting things to make the women fight when they're like literally just dealing with their time of month. Like as if it's already not hard enough to have to go through that. They're now on TV having to deal with that and now the producers are manipulating things to get the girls to fight, which is just so crazy to me and like like sexist. Like I don't know how that flies. And then but the one thing I did like was when I was doing my research for the behind the scenes of America's Next Top Model, they do offer mental health professionals after they get off the show they make sure that they're taken care of after they get off because they realize how hard it's going to be they also get evaluated before they go on the show so that i've heard i wish the bachelor would kind of take that initiative because these people are made into overnight stars like half the time these people are now coming on just to become influencers right so it's a lot of pressure when you upload something a picture a video and you now have thousands of people have the access to say whatever they want to say about you like You have to be really, really in a good place mentally. Oh, definitely. I mean, I cannot tell you how many times, and I have a very small platform, but how many times I've had to turn off my comments with all the Rachel Lindsay stuff going on and, you know, Chris Harrison stuff. Because I cannot imagine. Right? Because what you're getting, you're just like, okay, this just makes me sick. Like, I don't want to see it. I don't want to even read it. Like, I cannot imagine having a platform as big as they do and all that. I mean, look what happened. Rachel had to delete her account over that I shit. Know. Like, what, makes me angry. Would, and that whole thing really bothered me. And thank you so much for your account. It, like, seriously, for keeping me in the loop with all of that. Because I was so blown away. I'm like, what did Rachel do wrong? Exactly. Well, Rachel was just speaking her truth and sticking up for herself. I feel like she really just got the shit under the stick with all of that. And guys, I'm speaking of Rachel Lindsay, not Rachel Kirkconnell. So just want to make sure I'm clear. (laughs) Rachel Lindsay, the one that was in the interview with Chris. (laughs) Yes, exactly. 
You know, and again, like when I cannot wait for you to watch Unreal because all of that is just it just comes to the surface. It's just so in your oh, face. I am so ready. I am. So, I mean, I was really shocked. I mean, because I loved Rachel Lindsay's season. That was a season that I really enjoyed watching. So yeah. when I found out she deleted her Instagram, I was just so upset because she's just such a good person. Genuinely, you can tell it's not a facade. I know. And also, I you know, like she's the first black woman to be the Bachelorette. And like those were big shoes for her to fill. So. Yeah. For her to speak on this, it's like it's it. She has that. She has to speak on these things because she feel she t- took on that responsibility of wanting to educate people. And so I don't understand how people are now attacking her for wanting to be like, "Hey, this was wrong. Chris Harrison messed up. This is not okay." Yeah, and you know, as much as I've tried to explain like why she's not at fault and why you know we can't blame her, it doesn't matter. These people have made up their minds, you know. And and there's always going to be trolls out there, right? There's always going to be trolls. So it's just better to just completely ignore it. And I just leave like comments of my followers. Like if you, if they follow me, they can comment. But hey, if they say something and, and I'm offended, you are blocked. Like thank God Instagram oh, lets us block I just people. People today, I get it. That's the, it's the best, the healthiest oh, way to the deal with all best. of that. It is the best. So guys, don't ever feel guilty blocking someone that is like stealing your joy, <laughs> like a thief of joy. Like block that shit. You know, don't even think twice don't about it. Not even. Any other just bombshells, like just things that you've learned over the years? And also, how do you do your research? I'm really curious about that. When I did the Debbie and Elizabeth thing, that was just off of the top of my head. And then I messed up a fact. And it was a very dumb fact. Like, it wasn't anything that had to really do with the story. But um, it was just a very small fact. So I I started having to, even though I know a lot of this stuff, I know off the top of my head. Like, for The Hills, for example... That was basically a scripted show that they played up to be a reality show. And I'm pretty sure a lot of people realize that, but Mm -hmm. a lot of people didn't. And I got actually a lot of hate comments going, why did you have to ruin my favorite show from my childhood or whatever? And I'm like, (laughs) I am so sorry. I'm not trying to ruin your life. I'm just trying to let you guys know because we all like idolize these people or we want to love like Lauren and Brody and like Lauren and Brody never dated. They never dated. That was Kristen Cavallari's ex-boyfriend. They knew bringing him on the show would cause drama because of team Kristen and team Lauren. And they never once dated. That was 100% played up for camera. That was never a thing that happened. They would film their love scenes, kiss each other, and then they'd go cut and they'd walk their separate ways. And they like, they weren't even really good friends. They just, they were like, (laughs) we're co-stars. So just crazy. So I had to look all this stuff up because I know these things, but I had to, I watch a lot of interviews. I watch a lot of documentaries. I'll, I'll look up, you know, like whether it's a article or if it's an actual speaking interview, I I look up all of that stuff to make sure now when I say something, I can be like, no, Sean Lowe said this or no, Caitlin said this or Lauren Conrad said this. Here's the interview. Here's the link because people are protective over the things that they love. And I get it because I love these. I'm not exposing these reality shows because I don't love them. I love them and want to just know the truth because I'm getting so caught up in everything that's controlled by producers, you know, like exactly. Like, didn't they say that Claire knew about her whole relationship? Like, that was, like, a whole thing that, like, they had already known that she was going to pick him, and they, like, convinced her to pick Dale so that they could get Tasha as the Bachelorette because they changed their mind last minute. That's, like, supposedly the rumor. Yeah, so Tasha was always, like, waiting in the wings, you know? They always knew that Tasha would come in because, and I don't want to stir up anything by saying this, but Black Lives Matter, you know, which I am very passionate about, was happening thank you and they needed to you know respond to that right and they had a white woman as their lead so they did what they felt was best and brought in someone who was more diverse which 
thank God, right? I mean, Taisha was an incredible bachelorette. I've watched from season one and I would easily say she was probably the best bachelorette we've ever had. Like, honestly. She was hands down the like, most amazing. She just is so well-spoken and she is so comfortable in her skin and she knows what she wants. And that's what you need if you're going to be, like we talked about, if you're going to be on that show, you need to be so mature and so ready for that. That's a big commitment. And she she did it and she held her head high. I mean, hands down, my favorite bachelorette of all time. Okay, yeah. So we agree on that. So, and you know, just the level of grace and just beauty and just the way she handled every single situation. You, She never, ever lost her shit. Like, not once. And granted, no, and I mean, maybe they didn't show it, you, but I doubt I it. Not- I literally could not, when they announced Claire as The Bachelorette, I was like, I'm not watching the show anymore. I'm like, (laughs) I cannot watch this anymore. Because I remember Claire from Paradise. And I was like, wait a second. Like, this is not who needs to be The Bachelorette right now. Like, this is not, are we serious? And then she, I didn't really think she handled it well. Like, she was all over the place. I've spoken on this so many times, but I feel like Claire is just so in love with the idea of being in love. You know, and I I hate to say that she was desperate, but I mean, you know, she really kind of came off that way, I feel. And I, I, I liked the idea of having an older bachelorette because I'm always in favor of, you know, aging up, right? When it comes to the lead. But I don't feel like she was in like mentally a great place, especially with like her mom's situation. And, you know, that came to be an issue with her and Dale, you know, in the end or whatever. I don't know if they're together now. It seems like they are, but that could all just be for show too. We don't know, right? We don't know what's real anymore. We don't know. I was rolling my eyes every time she was on the screen. And it was only because I, you know, we all have that friend who like goes, I know I'm a catch. I know I have all of this to offer. And like, they're not really working through their problems. They're kind of just saying this out loud, hoping that people are going to believe it. And I felt like every time Claire came on the screen, I'm like, wait a second, you were not ready for this. You don't know what you want. You're very unsure of yourself. And it was very obvious. I think the viewers saw that. And I think that by the time Tasha came in, we all sighed a breath of, you know, of relief. Oh, of we were like, oh my God, thank God. Someone is here that knows what they want and knows what they're here for. Yeah. And Claire just didn't take accountability for anything. Nothing. It was never her fault. It was never, you know, never because of her or anything that she did. And I just feel like it was just not fun to watch. Like it just wasn't. And then with her having tunnel vision for Dale like that, it was just so unfair to all the other guys. And I mean, I've said this so many times. I've had a lot of her guys on my Tub Talk show, my live IG Tub Talk show. And they agreed that, like, you know, it was literally like none of them existed. And you just can't be like that as a lead. Like, you are not there for, you know, two weeks to fall in love with one person. Like, you you need to explore all of those relationships. So I feel like Taisha did such a great job of that. You know, she really did. And And, she was just thrown in. And I'm going to say something a little bit controversial. But, like, this was probably the best group of men in history for The Bachelorette. Like, I felt like each guy was genuinely there for love like this was the first time I I didn't need to weed out through all the bullshit of the guys that were there to be influencers or wanting to promote their businesses like even even though Chasen had like a bad rap like he looked like he was there for the right reasons all of these guys did and I just felt like when Taisha finally came in it was like okay now we have someone who's gonna match their energy yeah and I can tell you with a lot of confidence that you're absolutely right. These were incredible guys. I've got to know a lot of them. 
and they seriously got the short end of the stick. But I'm so happy that so many of them will most likely be in paradise and get, you know, a second chance to connect with the wonderful girls that have been, like, I think there's great girls that were on Peter season, you know, that will be there, I'm sure. We definitely had a I handful of good girls from, from that season. Girls. The women on Peter's season, I felt like were really, really strong. A really great group of women as well. Definitely. I mean, there were definitely some, you know, babies in there, ones that were just way too young. But they're still just good hearts, good people, you know. And again, I've, I've been able to kind of befriend a few of them as well. And I think that Paradise will be wonderful because I think they're going to find some really good matches. Is there someone you're hoping to not see in Paradise? I mean, I hope they wouldn't, you know, have somebody like Yosef go. Like with all the shit that he stirred up right I mean I I would hope that he would not be there I'm kind of scared because I think that Victoria and Kit will probably be there Kit is fine like they're mean girls right but I mean Victoria just takes it to another level is Kit the one that was the fashion designer's daughter yes uh is she like 22 21 I could not really beautiful girl like really I like not that she's a bad person I just felt like oh my gosh you are so not ready for this you are not ready to be in a real relationship right now like you just need to like grow and she has so much going for her I was like come back in two years so I I hope she's not there because I want her to come back when she's like more refined like I feel like she has just like so much going for her right now and she like could come back and be like a boss and really know what she wants well I'll tell you why she was even casted she was casted to go on paradise because let's be honest she even told Matt you know I have like years ahead of me before I want to get married and have kids and whatever and that is not why you would go on a show like that so clearly they casted her because they want her to have like longevity in Bastard Nation, which means paradise, which means, you know, maybe possibly being the lead in a few years. Who knows? But yeah, she has no business. I've said this many times. She has no business being on that show at that age. Same thing about Victoria. I understood why she was there because the producers were like, oh my gosh, thank God. Thank yes. God for her. She's She is going to stir some stuff up. I just felt like Kit was like, oh, like maybe in a few years you should have done this. But I think you're right. I think in a few years she could easily be the bachelorette if she does it properly. Yeah, I think so too. So we'll see what happens with that. But I am just so excited to have a supersized paradise and have all these guys have a second chance because they really, they I, really got screwed. I need Chase in the fine love. You know who I need to be the next bachelor is Ben. I need Ben. I love my Ben. Ben is just, I love him so much. So I'm a huge, huge, huge stan of Peter Weber's. I'm just curious. Me too. <gasps> Yay! Okay, my let's talk about Peter. Of all time is Peter. Shut up. I'm so happy right now. Okay. So please, please, please give me anything you know about like what happened before his season, anything with Hannah Brown. Like he is my favorite person to talk about. Here's the thing. I said this from the very beginning, and I, I don't know if this is true, but I remember watching, because I watched all of Hannah's season, I watched all of Peter's season, yes. and I watched, you know, and then Tasha. I think Tasha was the next one after Peter, right? Yes. So I watched all of those. I felt like she should have picked Peter. We, I think we all agree that Hannah should have picked Peter. But yep. I felt like, I don't, I don't know this, but I felt like the producers put her in the direction of Jed, or Jed is his name, right? Yep. Put him in the direction of that way so that they could have Peter be the Bachelor. I felt like it was just like a big conspiracy to get him to become the Bachelor. Conspiracy theory. I love conspiracy theories. That was my conspiracy theory. And then I I honestly feel like they were trying to, like, do you remember when, I don't know if you were watching the show Flavor of Love. 
Yeah. When, uh, New York came back season two as like a, a guest or whatever. And then she joined the girls again. Yes. I felt like that's what they were trying to do with Bachelor. <laughs> was like have Hannah come back. And I, I feel like they could have been perfect matches. I was kind of shook by the lawyer, how he was out with the lawyer, Kelly. I was shook by that. But it made sense looking back at it. It made all the sense. But I was so bothered with how Peter handled that situation. As much as I love him, I was very, very caught off guard with how that whole situation ended. And the fact that, like, when she was sitting on his lap and he's just like, I can't do this or, like, what Oh, what my part? gosh. And then, yes, I just, uh, Hannah is just, like, the gift that keeps on giving for Bachelor Nation. And I, I just, I would have loved to see them kind of, like, I don't know. I feel like there's still hope. Reunite. No, I did too. And I thought that at the very end, he was actually going to go back to her. I, I like kept thinking that was going to happen. And I love Peter, but I feel like the thing kind of got to him. I feel like he kind of, re- and, and I cannot imagine, like you're, you're wanting to find love. You're wanting to, you know, expand your dating pool. And then you become like the bachelor or you become the bachelorette and you realize now there's millions of people that would most likely date you. Right. And now you have all of this potential, you know, we have Instagram, like look at all the dating apps we have, especially for people in the industry. Like we have Raya and we have all of these things that you it's so easy to find love. And so I can't imagine wanting to commit after going through a situation like that, where you're now one of the most famous people in the world for that moment, you know, like, especially with Hannah, she went from, the bachelor to the bachelorette to dancing with the stars to then going on the bachelor to be with peter on that you know for that little episode like there's just so much potential for so many people to kind of get in the mix of their lives i cannot imagine the like mental capacity that must have on your brain to you know go do i commit to this person or do i kind of just go extend my wings and see what happens because peter's so handsome and he just has like he's the total package i i kind of was underwhelmed by the women in his season I mean, I agree with you. I I feel like why then would he come off his season and go straight into Kelly's arms? Like, he's about to be off contract. Well, by the time this airs, he will be off contract, right? And Kelly is actually going to be on Caitlin Bristow's um, podcast, Off the Vine, next week, which, again, once it airs, it'll have already been out, which I am, like, counting down the freaking hours till that happens. Are they still together? No, she and she and Peter, no. Oh my gosh. I just want to know, like, what's wrong? Like, what is, because he, to me, is like one of the most, I know this is so funny because I don't know him and I'm sure it's just manipulation from the producers, but I think he's like the biggest catch in the world. Like, I think he's like top 10 men in the world on the planet. Like, he just has the best personality, best looks, the best job. I want to know why he keeps having these failed relationships. No, John, I know him. He is who you think he is. He is a oh. good, yeah, he is a good I, guy. I love that. He is a I good guy. He is. He is so sweet. By the way, I'm going to tag you in the live that I did with his mom. And oh, he, I would, I, Can I just tell you, his mom did not deserve the hate she got. I agree with you. I, I love Barb. I loved her. And I'm one of three boys. So I understood her protection. I understood... Right. Her, I understood her calling it out because your mom knows. Your mom, the moment you walk into the room with your significant other, your mother is going to know if that person is right for you. Yes. And she just said what she felt. And as, whether it was controversial or not, I, I was like, why is she getting so much hate? I would hope my mom would say that to me. So I think it's going to be kind of a repeat on, in Matt's season. So let me just explain myself. So Peter's, I think Peter wanted his mom to really like Maddie right like like just be as enamored with her as he was and she wasn't and also I have heard that Maddie was not the person that we all thought that she was I personally am not a fan 
I don't know if you are. I wasn't the biggest fan of Maddie. Not a fan. I feel like she had an agenda going in. You know damn well what happens at the fantasy suites. You want to be top three, top four, whatever, right? But I feel like she didn't think she'd get probably as far as she did, maybe. I don't know. But I feel like she was pushing her agenda like the entire time. And I just don't appreciate that. So anyway, she's got the platform, whatever. Go on, live your life. It's fine. But I think that Peter was so upset that his mom was not in agreement with him over Maddie and that she loved Hannah Ann so much. Well, Peter just wants to to please his mom. He's just that kind of person. He just is super, super close to his mom. So then he was like, you know what? If mom loves her, I'll love her. Like, let's just do this. Let's just try this. Let's just see where it goes. He never should have proposed to Hannah Ann. Ever, 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 ever. And (laughs) putting all that out there, his top two were both, not good for him, like not right. And of course, we don't have to talk about Victoria F, okay? So <laughs> moving on, oh my gosh. right? So I'll come back to that. But Matt does choose Rachel, which by the way, <laughs> I don't know if you noticed, but this previous episode that we just saw the Fantasy Suites, did you notice that we did not see the morning after with Rachel? No, I didn't even realize. Okay, so we didn't. And I, it took me back to when they did not show the morning after with Hannah Ann and Peter. And guess when they showed it? On the finale, after they were together, then they showed it kind of like a behind the scenes or like a, you know, an unaired clip or whatever, right? I have a feeling they're going to do the same shit with this, with Rachel and Matt. So we'll see. Again, it would have already aired by now, but... Um, He does not give her, he does not propose. He gives her a promise ring. They do not get engaged. Can I ask you, honestly, what do you feel like when people do that? Like, remember when Juan Pablo was like, no, I'm not proposing. Yes. How does that make you feel? Like, you signed up to do this. Like, propose. Or do you think it's smart? Like, I'm not ready to have this commitment with you. And I'm like, like, do you think they're making a wise choice? Like, what do you feel as a viewer? And then as a person, I like, I need to know because I get so frustrated. I'm like, just propose. This is what you signed up for. So here's the thing. As a dating coach, I don't like it. I mean, I'm sorry. I do like it. I like it when they don't propose because it's more realistic and you're also not taking that away from that person. So it brings me back again to another season of when Nick was proposing to Andy or Caitlin, Caitlin and Andy, I guess both, right? That those moments were taken from him, right? So I feel like you shouldn't even that unless you are like a Tasha Zach situation where you are just like, this is my person. Oh my God, I'm head over heels in love with this person. Like it is real. It is not lust. You know, it's something deeper. It's more meaningful, that kind of thing. And Taisha even said, like, she was pretty much tunnel vision after, like, week five. Again, we would never have known she was incredible as a lead. She she is just, like, I, she's, like, a princess. Like, she's just so well-spoken, and she, she did incredible. I would have never known. She played that up so well. Exactly. She was a perfect bachelorette. So, but I feel like unless you're in that situation, which is very rare, as we've seen, you really shouldn't do have a commitment like that. You really, really shouldn't because, you know, you're not in the real world yet. You're not, you're not, I mean, if you're going to watch that back, there's all these moments that could, you know, cause contention in the relationship and like, why be engaged? I, that's just. And, and, I, and I, I, I think if you look at things as like a whole, 
and not to get too off topic, but I, you know, people like me, I get frustrated with that. And you're, you're explaining the other side of that is look at all the people that were stuck in quarantine together that are now in serious relationships and engaged. They're kind of going to get a taste of what these people have been going through on the bachelor and bachelorette because it's all, it's like you, how can you live? How can you know you want to marry someone and you know, when you haven't done the day-to-day, like, the morning breath and the the topic of television or how they communicate, like, they don't have their cell phones, so you don't see how they're going to be if they're going to be on their phone 24-7. Like, you're only seeing a version of this person. So, like, and like unless you're Taisha and Zach, I, I don't understand how people do want to, looking as just a real person, how you would want to commit to someone. Because, like, even with COVID, a lot of these people, and, like, I'm not judging anyone who's in a relationship right now. I think it's amazing that people have gotten so close to their significant others. I'm just saying, what are you going to do when things reopen and you're going to have to figure out how your partner acts when, you know, they want to go to the nightclub or they want to go to the movies mm-hmm. or, like, you're going to see so much headbutting and you're going to be able to kind of experience what these people go through on, you know, on The Bachelor. Yeah. No, you want to know every side of that person before you commit to marrying them. My mom always said, go through all four seasons. You go through all four seasons. See how they do on birthdays. See how they are on holidays. See how they do during family emergencies. I love After that. After all four seasons, you then figure out if you want to move in with the person. And if you're not ready, wait it out one you know, one more year and go through that thing with them. And then figure out what you want to do. Because then you've really been able to see how they are, how they handle not having money, how they handle you know, struggles, anxiety, all of that stuff. Like that in the real world, not when you're just your only job is to show up and go on these fun dates. What are you going to do when you have to actually plan a real date? Like, they, they romanticize this whole thing with these bachelor people and these producers are helping them come up with the dates. But what's going to happen when you have to go back home to Cincinnati and you're going to go to the Cracker Barrel? <laughs> right. I love that. See all four seasons. I've never heard that before. I'm going to use that. I love that, John. That is that is Best dating sound. advice my mom ever gave me. That is so sound. And looking back, like, I'm celebrating 10 years of marriage with my husband. Amazing. This year, super happy. It's, Congrats. Thank you. And we're just, we're still in the honeymoon phase. Like, we've never left it. It's insane. Like, I never thought I'd find a person that was literally made for me. But I feel like I took my time. You know, like I tell my clients, date all through your 20s. Just date. Do not commit to anyone until your late 20s, like almost 30 would be ideal because then you have seen so many different relationships. You have met so many different people. I mean, hopefully, right? And you know what you're looking for. And you also know that, you know, this is what you're going to tolerate, what you're not going to tolerate, your deal breakers. And also you have a plan for your life. When you are in your 20s, who has a plan? Let me say this. I've been single for the most part. I'm turning 27 in June. Me and my friends were talking about this. We were talking about our high school prom. We were talking about our late teens turning 21. And they all defined their lives based off the people they were dating. And Mm -hmm. I defined my life based off the memories I've made with my friends because I haven't been tied down to someone. And the best advice my mentor ever gave me, he's he's like my life coach. He, he, He basically said, when you're going on a date with someone, in your mind, go... I don't want a reason for you to stay. Give me a reason for you to go. Because once you give me all the reasons I want you to leave and you're still around and you've broken all of those barriers, then I know you're here for the real deal. This isn't some sort of facade or, you know, because you can find a million reasons to stay with someone. So I think that that's what's so important is like just dating. And I think that's what's so scary about going to The Bachelor when you're so young is... I have been through so much different emotions and stuff in my in my 20s, and I still have so much learning to do, but I, I'm more sure of myself. I can't imagine, like Taylor Swift said, date through your 20s, go through what you're going through, because then you have your own thoughts. You have your own 
things you like, your own things you dislike. You weren't building your whole life based around, well, me and my boyfriend love this show. But would you have watched that without your boyfriend? Probably not. But because it's your boyfriend's favorite show, now it's one of your, you know what I mean? Like, you don't yeah. have your own thought processes. You kind of, and I'm not just saying on a girlfriend, boyfriend, like anyone, whether you're dating, whether you're gay couple, whatever. You have to be able to have your own thoughts, your own agenda. That way, when you meet someone, you're the best, fullest version of yourself. 100% and you're whole. You know, you're whole. You're not looking for your other piece. Yes. You're, you're already yes. whole. But do you remember that movie? And I can't recall which. I hope you can remember. Do you remember that movie where she's like, I don't even know what kind of eggs I like. And she literally tries every kind of egg. And then she's finally like, these are my favorite eggs. She basically just kind of said she liked these eggs with this guy and these eggs with this guy. And like never knew what she really loved, like what her favorite eggs were. It is the same type of thing. I mean, very, very condensed, right? But that movie opened my eyes because I was like, damn, that is so true. Like if you're with someone and you just associate everything with them, like you just said, you are not your own person and you don't know what you want. So your 20s are for doing that, especially in 2021, ladies you know, gentlemen, whoever you are single listening to this, and if you're in your 20s, take all of that pressure off yourself for being in a relationship. Be okay with being single. Be okay with being alone. You know, discover yourself. Like, it's just, it's a beautiful time in your life. Enjoy it. Make memories with friends and just have fun. Have fun. Yeah, enjoy. It's it's so easy to get caught up in. And And I'm guilty of it too, of like, you see all your friends, they're all getting married. And especially like, I cry probably, I'm like the biggest emotional person ever. Like I cry at everything, but I cry maybe <laughs> once every episode whenever I'm watching The Bachelor Bachelorette because I, I romanticize everything. And so yeah. it's okay to do that, but it's also good to take the time you need and realize that like you may love this couple that you're watching. That's why I really wanted to expose the Brody Jenner and Lauren Conrad relationship not being real because people compare themselves and want to love like what they see on TV. And what you don't realize is once those cameras go away and all of that's taken out, you're not getting those fun-filled dates. You're not having production pay for all of your food, production pay for everything. You kind of have to take a step back and go, oh my gosh, so what are we really going to do in the real world? And you you have to be sure of yourself. And it's hard to get so caught up in romanticizing everything, but just to get like back into yourself and know what you like know what you dislike take all the time you need there is no time frame to any of this right yeah and I even tell people you know if you want children yes you do have a window but you can freeze your eggs and then you extend that window you know so you don't have to have all that pressure on you yeah there's so many options I mean it's just you know there's just no reason to have that like anxiety and that just that overwhelming pressure but I got to be honest with you I think the reason that Zach and Tasha are so successful as a couple is because Tasha decided to just jump into living you know with Zach and just kind of see how it goes right just kind of see like okay let me just see what his day-to-day is and do I fit in and you know do I like New York and I mean she fell in love with the city she fell in love with just being there and and she just kind of inserted herself into his life but she's also finding things that she loves about the city that she does on her own that she can enjoy you know without Zach so they are doing it so right so right they're solid I love that and that's something that's like if you're going to idolize a couple from Bachelor Nation do that couple because they like it's even when you're with someone you still have to have that alone time you still have to be able to go and whether or not it's going to the gym or going on a run you have to have things for yourself because you need to still have a a life outside of your person you have to it's so key it's so 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 key people ask me like how did I keep our marriage like so solid 
I never tell him no. If he wants to go out with the boys, absolutely go. And guess what? He tells me the same thing, you know, back in the day when we could go out with our friends. Yeah. But, right? I mean, just go have a girl's night, you know, or or here, have a night off. Or, you know, we always say yes to each other because you never want to be in that situation where you resent the other person for taking away your free time or, you know, feeling so overwhelmed or alone or whatever. We're always partners in every single thing we do. He is my absolute best friend period you know and that's just that's so important i mean that's just key it's so important for anyone listening Mm -hmm. and i'm not an expert but just remember your best friend respects your boundaries Mm -hmm. and you don't need to spend 24 7 to be best friends it's actually better to go out with your friends still make time for your friends still make time to go to the gym or whatever you want to do go to your favorite restaurants maybe he doesn't like it's okay to have things for yourself because like you said you don't want to have the resentment and also it's so much healthier when you're able to tell your person, you know what, go have fun. I trust you. It's it's about building trust as well. Absolutely. And until they break that trust, give it to them. You know, give it to them. It's like, don't make them earn it because if you do that, then you're going to lose like precious time. Like just give them that trust. If they break it, be ruthless. <laughs> but yep, give it absolutely. to them. You know, give it to them at first. I could talk to you about this all day long because it's like one of my favorite, favorite topics. But <laughs> but getting back to reality TV. So have there yeah. been any other shows that just kind of sucked you in that you really wanted to just research and know everything about? I'm trying to think. The Simple Life was one I really wanted to know because I grew up idolizing Nicole Richie. I thought that she was just like god's gift to humanity mm-hmm. and i just wanted to know if things were real i don't know if anyone watches simple life the way i did but like the episode where she drops the urn and then they're vacuuming up the ashes oh, yes. of supposedly a dead person or when she spent all that money at the boutique and she was like oh no like i'll charge it to this account like i wanted to know how real everything was mm-hmm. and then i found out that like Basically, that show was just as scripted as The Hills. Oh, so no. That me and I needed to know everything. And some shows I don't want to know. I don't want to know the truth. Like, you'll never see me do an episode on Anna Nicole Smith's show because it was just so great and so ahead of its time. I, I want to believe that it was 100% real. Oh, interesting. Very interesting. What was the show that you were just so shocked that was not real? That you really were just like, how is that not real? I would say Laguna Beach. And okay. the only reason I would say that is because they were teenagers. Like, yeah. I didn't realize how, even at that age, Lauren and Kristen have gone on record saying that, like, they didn't realize how easily they were being manipulated by the producers and stuff. It looked so real. Like, how can you, and not that her relationship with Stephen Coletti was fake or anything, but, like, I would have never guessed that, like, Lauren and Stephen were never romantically involved. You would have believed that that was 100% a real thing, but they were really in this love triangle and none of it was real at all. Wow. And so I was shocked by that because to me, I'm like, oh, they're like teenagers. Like they're, they're just living their lives. And, and I remember being that age and feeling like my life was just as entertaining. So when I found out that a lot of that was scripted, I was just, my mind was blown. 100% blown. What are some of your like favorite current celebrities that are on TV now or in movies or I'm just curious. Okay, favorite celebrities. You know what? I'm really happy she's making a comeback, but I love Katherine Heigl. Yeah. I kind of love the people who have lived scandalous lives and then for some reason make a comeback. Like, I love the comeback kid. And I love Katherine Heigl. I thought Firefly Lane was amazing. And I love the Kardashians. I know everyone dogs on them, but I think that they're so incredible as business women and just mm-hmm. how they've lived their lives. And, like, 
how have they been on the same show, the same, like, for as many years as they've done it? Like, I know it's coming to an end, but I don't think that's going to be the end of their reality television career. I'm, I'm just a big fan of everyone. I love I love them. I love Ariana Grande. Like, I, I basically anyone current, Taylor Swift, like, it ranges. I love everyone. I'm, I'm a big <laughs> fan of a lot of people. With their Kardashians. So who do you think that Kim is going to date next? Oh my gosh. Okay, I talk about this at least once a day. I think about this all the time. I think Kim is the Elizabeth Taylor of our generation. Like, mm-hmm. And I know she wants to be that, so I'm here for it. But I think she's going to end up going kind of like the same route of like Penelope Cruz, kind of dating someone behind the scenes, like a fashion designer, a okay. mogul of some sort. Maybe, maybe even like how Mariah Carey was going to marry that hotel mogul. Like, I think that Kim is going to go for some sort of mogul I, I wouldn't even be surprised if she ended up with some sort of prince or like I, I think she's that kind of like she's on that level of of love like she's gonna date someone really really established and I hope she does I don't want her to date another Kanye I think that they had a really incredible love story but I'm ready for her to kind of date someone behind the scenes yeah she got some beautiful children from Kanye though that's for sure I know people, Connie's problematic, but their love was just, like, they have such a genuine love for each other. And I was very shocked when I found out they were getting a divorce. So I love that Ariana Grande is dating someone who is, like, very much off the grid. Like, not anyone, you know, that we that we really know. And I love when celebs do that. Like, I like Hannah Brown. Hannah Brown's I, dating someone we don't even know, right? This Adam guy. Gorgeous. I live for it. And let me tell you, I, 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 not that I'm any on that scale at all, but I, I just, I, I, re- I remember reading because I, when I, when TikTok kicked off, like I said, I woke up with forty thousand followers. Within two weeks, I had a hundred thousand followers, and I was like overwhelmed to say the least because I started like, and it was so funny because I didn't have that many followers, but I'd be at Starbucks and people started recognizing me or whatever mm-hmm. on a very small scale, not like a lot of people, but. I remember re-downloading my dating apps and then I started talking to even like other influencers and I'm not going to name any names, but like there's a competition. People are in competition with your success, whether it be, you know, you have to be with someone, if you're going to be in some sort of industry, I don't care if you're doing podcasting, social media, acting, singing, you need to be with someone who's going to be so supportive and not threatened by your success. Oh, 100%. So I kind of like when these people date people who are not in the industry because it means that these people must be really comfortable in their skin to date someone like Ariana Grande or to date someone like uh, Hannah Brown, who's like, Hannah Brown, I mean, is probably one of the most recognizable people in Bachelor Nation ever. Mm -hmm. So to be with someone who's so sure of themselves, I think is really, really cool. And that's why I'm hoping Kim does that. Be a power couple on the DL. No, I love that. I love that so much. Have you heard that saying of if you're crazy, you have to be with someone who's like boring, like the crazy boring thing? That's my, literally my MO. (laughs) (laughs) I tell everyone, everyone's like, what's your aesthetic? I'm like, honestly, mentally, I'm a 40-year-old housewife who is just so protective of people. I'm very maternal in a, in a way. Like, I love my pe- my friends and family. I'm very, very ride or die. I need that cool, calm, and collected right. person who's just going to bring me back down to reality because I am up and down. <laughs> it's so funny. I mean, as a dating coach, you know, when I'm talking to clients and I kind of get a feel of their personality or if I already know them or whatever, it's so hard because a lot of them are just like, well, I'm type A and I want another type A. And I'm like, no, you do not. No, that you is don't because the you're worst idea. Yes. 
you want to be in charge and you're going to be with someone else who wants to be in charge. How is that going to work? You know what I mean? It's like, it'll never, if you have two cooks in the kitchen, it's not going to work. No, no. And it's just, I feel like it's so simple. Like the concept is so simple, but yet they're drawn to these, like, you know, for the women, especially like they're just drawn to these, like very established, successful, you know, like take charge men. And I'm just like, but you are that like, you cannot be with someone like that, it, it, I mean, you can. It's just going to be tumultuous and chaotic and <laughs> not enjoyable. You know, it's just like, why don't you choose someone who is your opposite, opposite to track? They do say that for a reason. Like I said, I'm not a dating coach. Like, you're the expert here. But I just feel like if you're going to be with someone, like whether you're like Kim and Kanye, they both love the attention. So yeah. that was like, as much as I was very shocked by the divorce, when it came out, I was like, oh, okay, well, this makes sense because they are both A-list big people who yeah. are wanting to be the most famous people in the world. Kim is just so, she's such a, a powerful woman. I mean, look at all she's accomplished. She became the biggest reality star. Her makeup line's amazing. Her perfume line does well. Everything she touches is golden, you know? Mm-hmm. And so she needs to be with someone who's just going to love watching her win and also yep. nothing like look at ariana grande's man he is a real estate agent so he's i'm not gonna i'm sure he's selling multi-million dollar houses but he's winning in a different way he loves knowing that she has a spotlight and opposites attract is great people get confused though and think that like oh opposites attract means like we don't have to have anything in common you need to have a little bit of mutual oh, yeah. understanding of things and Opposites attract me, like, personality-wise, energy levels, you know? Like, you need to be brought down to reality. I have friends that, like, get in relationships. They're like, well, opposites attract. And I'm like, you guys don't even, like, like each other on paper. (laughs) You know, like, that's not opposites attracting. That's just, like settling right yeah you have to have some common interests you know you if you can teach each other things that's even better like that's always a really really good thing but you have to have someone like think of any power couple and I feel like they're not still together power couples that we know like those iconic power couples they've either had some sort of like breakup and then they've gotten back together after they've realized like okay we can't be in competition with each other or they break up and they go and literally marry someone completely opposite of that person. Look at Debbie Reynolds. For anyone that doesn't know, the whole thing of the the scandal with Debbie Reynolds was she publicly, she basically, she was the first person to get Angelina Jolie and like the Jennifer Aniston, Angelina Jolie thing that she was like the first of her time. Elizabeth Taylor got with Debbie's husband while they were still married. But mm. Frank Sinatra told her, whatever you do, do not marry a musician do not be with someone in this industry do not do it it will not work out in your favor and she didn't listen to frank sinatra and ended (laughs) up marrying eddie fisher and then look what happened to them and then she decided to go behind the scenes start dating like you know moguls and people who weren't in the public eye in the same way and i mean it still it didn't work out for her but i'm just saying like it's hard like you said look at look at selena gomez and justin bieber look Mm -hmm. at nick lachey and jessica simpson like I was talking to an influencer for a little bit and if a video of mine did better than theirs they were like upset with me and I'm like we're not even making the same content like we so I realized very quickly okay I'm not gonna date an influencer I like and I can't imagine being like Selena Gomez and Justin Bieber like in Losing You to Love Me she literally says you sing off key to my chorus like there's no respect there when you're starting to get threatened by someone else's success right you have to be each other's cheerleaders and if you can't handle someone's success, you know, you can't be with them. Like, you just can't. It's just not possible. So it's so simple. And I think so that's simple. what I like so much about Zach and Taysha is Zach was so okay with being with Taysha and letting her be who she is. Of course. And 
supporting it from a distance. And, you know, like, Zach doesn't come off to me as, like, someone who really wants to be in the spotlight. No. You know, he has this past that he's overcome, and this beautiful organization has come from it, and he just wants to support that. You know, you you see that, like, he doesn't take selfies. Like, he doesn't even like being on camera much of the yeah. time in their, in their videos, you know, or he's, like, acting silly or just, like, just doesn't take it seriously. You know what I mean? And I love yeah. that. I love that. But he is so her cheerleader, and that's what you need. So it's so important. It really, really is. It's just, it's key. And like with my husband, he's so supportive. I mean, he is just like, whatever you need, honey, you know, and, and he's doing great in his job, but I, it's like, it just doesn't conflict. You know, it just, it's, it's harmony. Like it just, it works. It it meshes. And I think that's what people get mixed up, especially with celebrities when they're not realizing like, why is this not working? It's not about your job. Obviously you want both people to be successful, but when you're in the same line of work and one person starts getting more success than you, that can be problematic if you're not very comfortable in your skin. Look at Nick Lachey and Jessica Simpson. The newlyweds, everyone was convinced they were this perfect couple. And you just start to realize, like, she didn't realize how bad her marriage was until she was watching playbacks and seeing how much he was rolling his eyes at her, how much she was putting her down. And if you look at it, it's because she was becoming this huge singer and fashion mogul, and he couldn't sell a record without his boy band. Exactly. And, like, Brittany and Justin... I mean, I know there's this, you know, controversy of whether Britney cheated on him and whatever, but it never would have worked out long term because they're both in the same industry. They both wanted stardom. They both wanted to have their single careers or whatever, singing careers. There's just no way that would have worked. There's no way, especially because Britney was just such a one of a kind talent when she came out. Like she was so... Everyone wanted to be Britney. I don't see how, I think, like, honestly, I don't even think Justin would have the success he had if it weren't for their breakup. So, yeah, I mean, I don't not know wrong. You go on about that for, for days and days and days because there's just so many, there's just no <laughs> way. I'm, I'm very surprised Beyonce and Jay-Z are still together. I'm very surprised that even Chris Jenner and Caitlyn lasted as long as they did. Yeah. No, it's, it's crazy. I mean, I think that it's so tumultuous behind the scenes. Like, we just don't see all of the chaos and all of the back and forth and all of that. I mean, I think we just don't see a lot of it. But it has to be, even from the beginning, I would think that it would have to be very chaotic and very, you know, just a competition between the let two. Me, let me just say there is a reason that if you're watching a reality show, like, I don't care if it's Chasing Cavalry or, you know, whatever, there is a reason that... Christine Cavallari is one of the executive producers of her show. There is a reason that Khloe Kardashian is one of the executive producers of the Kardashians because they want to control the narrative. So you're seeing this perfect relationship. It's because they don't want to show you the bad parts. Who does? Right. Exactly. Yeah. And we just, you know, we love reality TV, but we have to take it with a grain of salt and know that there are producers back there, you know, pulling strings and and being manipulative and, and getting TV. I mean, that is their job to get the best television for the viewer, right? So, so let me ask, because <laughs> I have my own thoughts on this. Do you do you think that they knew about Rachel's past before they brought her on the show? Because I know that was a conspiracy theory. One hundred percent, John. One hundred percent. Because how could you? Not know. I mean, do they just not go to their social media accounts? That's bullshit. Like, there's no effing way. There's so much. There's so much that goes into that. Yeah, and they have those questionnaires. Those questionnaires that have to detect you know no I'm sorry they they knew they absolutely knew and I feel like I I know people are going to give me heat for this but I feel like they literally introduced racism into the season to be a topic during the season to be controversial and it backfired didn't it 
Oh, it really backfired. Yeah, I mean, people are really upset about Chris Harrison. And, I mean, it was shocking. He's been the staple for that franchise. I get I'm it, but he's really problematic. Replacement. I'm really excited for his replacement. I think it's time. that We need more diversity on these shows. Like, why haven't we had an Asian Bachelor? Why haven't we had more? That we need more diversity. So I was really excited with the replacement for Chris because I felt like it was the right uh, step in the right direction. The reason we haven't had what you're saying, more diversity, is because the producers have not been more diverse. Chris Harrison has been an executive producer since God, I mean, probably since inception. I don't know. Maybe not season one, but very, very soon after he became an executive producer calling most of the shots. And he has been problematic for a very long time. So it's just all coming now to the surface. And I just, I couldn't stand that people were literally DMing me and saying, I don't understand. Chris did nothing wrong, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, I, I can't even, I, I can't even explain it to you. And to stick up for you, number one, don't come after Erin. <laughs> you don't work for the show. Thank you. But let me just tell you this. Every I always tell people, you guys get mad at like people who are sharing. The, like I get hate comments. They'll be like, why are you bringing this up? I'm bringing this up because someone you idolized did something really bad. And we're just forgiving them because we're going, oh, they make great music. Or we love their reality show. Or oh, I love the TV show they're in. And it's like, no, hold people accountable. Yes. Chris. Harrison is the host, uh, the returning host for so many seasons. There is no way he doesn't have some sort of pull. He's like Ryan Seacrest. If you don't think for a second that Ryan Seacrest can make a shot on American Idol or on Good Morning with Kelly and Ryan, you're out of your mind. He had the opportunity to be like, hey, I'm going to quit the show if you don't bring more diversity into this. Or, hey, like, what do we need to do to spice this up? Chris is just as accountable as, you know, he's, a, he's an executive producer. Right. And Chris doesn't want that. Chris doesn't want diversity. That's the thing. And and that's what's coming to the surface, right? That's what's coming up. He wants it to be whitewashed. He isn't a very inclusive person. You know, he's not his political beliefs aside, which I'm not even get into that because that's really going to bring heat. But, you know, that aside, he's not an inclusive person. And the only reason, and here's what really upsets me too. Do you know the ratings for Matt's season has been in the toilet like so bad really i had no idea so bad but you know why because the drama overtook everything they, and okay, they allowed they, that you, when they showed the teaser for his season i called my good friend and i was like i do not want to watch this season and she, and she goes why she goes, look so good i was like yes i was like i want to see this man fall in love i was like they got the most insane group not personally these women are insane they got they just put like oil and is oil and water is the same they got so many different people that they knew were going to clash for ratings and when you look what happened to american idol when they hired Nicki minaj and mariah carey the ratings went down the toilet when you stop producing a show for the outcome that you're hoping for like you're wanting to see that big star be born in american idol you're wanting that love story to happen for the bachelor so when you start making it about everything else but that it's going to backfire on you and you know what i hope it does fall back on chris because he is an executive producer for a reason and he needs to be held accountable yeah no i agree with you i just what really upsets me is because they're doing this it's almost like they're sabotaging the first Black Bachelor. So they can say, yeah. they can then say, well, we tried. We tried having a POC lead and look what happened. Look what happened to our ratings. Well, we have to do what's best for our ratings. So then what? Now we have to have another white lead or, an, you know what I'm saying? Like they're going to try yeah. to use that to justify not being diverse. And that's what makes me sick. 
That's what really makes me sick because that is not why people are not tuning in. That is not why at all. Not at all. But they also chose, (laughs) and I saw this on a TikTok, they also chose like one of six black men that are Republican. Like, they, you know, they literally like, they handpicked Matt because, first of all, I think because he's half black, right? He has a white mom, white mother. And he is a Republican, which, you know, goes with how Chris believes. So he knew that he could like, he knew that he had him on that side. He's very Christian. I mean, he freaking opened night one with a prayer. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So they very much handpicked him. This is why you will never see Mike Johnson as The Bachelor. Ever. Oh, uh, justice for Mike Johnson, by the way. I just need to throw that out there. I as, I was much, I was excited about having Peter as The Bachelor just because I adore Peter. I was very shocked when they announced uh, Matt because I'm like, what happened to Mike? They will like, never. They will never. That production knows that Mike would not stand for, you know, not having the diverse cast and also just not, Mike would not allow himself to be manipulated. He's too damn smart. That man is so damn smart you got to read his book making the love you want holy it's amazing wow it is yeah. amazing i was rooting for him and demi lovato by the way when they were together i was so into it i was like this is so perfect i love the idea of demi being with him i liked like it was out of her you know normal thing that she does you know like why they like called things off between the two of them yes so stupid I was like, Demi, take a nap. You're fine. Yes. He wasn't, like, bragging about you. He was just, he was asked a question and he answered it. Like, Yeah. No. They could have made it work. I thought they were a perfect match. And I don't know if you know this, but I started a new pod called Batch After Dark. And it's basically like a sexual 20 questions with your Bachelor favorites, like your favorite Bachelor. Oh, my gosh. I'm obsessed with that. Men and women. And Mike Johnson was my first guest. And John. I'm sending you the link. You will have heart palpitations. Like I was sweating listening to him answer these questions and he did not hold a single thing back. Not one. Did you, can you get Blake on the show? Blake Horseman? Yes. Yeah, he's coming on. He's literally our next guest. Oh my God. Can I just tell you, there is some undertones with him on that show that I'm like, I need to know more. So I'm so happy he's going on that show because I need to know everything. We want Batch After Dark to blow up. He made so many sexual jokes and he has this like, there's something so appealing about him that like his little sex jokes were like, so I don't know. They were like, they were charming in a weird way. So I just, I need to get inside that mind. So I'm so excited you're doing that. I'm so ready. He is very sexy in person. I've met him three or four times now. He is so, like, charming but disarming. You know what I'm saying? Like, very, like, just naturally. Uh, I was kind of rooting for him and Becca, to be honest. But Becca's not, she's not having it. She's, no, she's not going to give him another chance. Oh, that makes me so sad. I know. But Becca's kind of problematic, too, though. I mean, she knew Garrett was like that and stayed with him until it all came public. So I, eh. Becca's not, you know, I don't know. I think Blake can do maybe better. But Blake is awesome. He's He said he's an open book, so we can literally ask him anything. So if you have questions, 
Send him my way, John. I'm ready. I thought it's so great. That is so exciting. <laughs> so anyway, I've had so much fun talking to you. We could literally have like a 10-hour podcast. I mean, we have... No, I feel like we're best friends. Now. I know. I love it. I love it. Is there anything else you want to share with my listeners? Any other like last thoughts? The overall message is just don't believe everything you see okay. and take everything with a grain of salt and just remember... Everyone is at the end of the day on these shows getting a paycheck and they're going to do what they need to do to stay relevant. So remember that it's almost like you're acting without being, you know, without having a physical script. Right. So just, just take everything with a grain of salt and don't compare your life to your favorite reality stars. If I did that with (laughs) Kristen Cavallari, I would not be anything today because I, but you know what I mean? You just, you can't get to take everything with a grain of salt and don't get upset when your favorite couples don't work out be happy that they're now moving on to where they need to be going. They're going to find their real love. And then that gives you hope for yourself. If you're single and you're going like, oh gosh, I don't believe in love anymore. You know, Peter and his girlfriend broke up. No, be happy that they broke up because now you're going to be able to see what it's like for him to find someone really who needs to be with him. I know, but can I just tell you when Peter and Kelly broke up on New Year's Eve, I had the worst New Year's Eve of my life. Like I was inconsolably crying. I was baking. I was like cooking. <laughs> like I was. I get it. I get it. That's how I felt with Miley and Liam broke up I I like had a meltdown about it but oh now I'm good. I'm like, okay, Miley's gonna find her person Liam's gonna find his person and it's gonna be fine I just you know you idolize these relationships and stuff and like everyone's only human you know I can't imagine the pressure they must have like when Sean and Caitlin broke up I know. Having to tell everyone this didn't work out, I cannot imagine the pressure they must have gone under. No, I know. I cannot wait for Kelly to be on Caitlyn's podcast because it is so sus to me that she was literally like hanging ornaments on the Christmas tree with his face on her socks. And then four days later, boom, they're done. Like, I feel like there's more to that story. I really, really do. Is she going to expose it on the podcast? Yes, she has to. She better. She has to. She would not be going on there if she was not going to spill the tea. Like, Caitlin doesn't let you on unless you're going to give some good-ass tea. As she should. As she should be that way. Because I don't want to get my hopes up and then you just, you know, promote your products. I oh, want no. The tea. I want to know why you broke up. I want to know when you knew it was over. I want to know when you knew that person was no longer your person. Give me all the details. Yes. And she's off contract. So there's no, there's nothing holding her back. She's going to talk about probably being locked in a closet. You know, all of this during his season. How, like, production was trying to not let her see him. And all of that. Like, I think all of this is going to be coming out. My gosh, the tea, the drama. I'm here for it. Now I'm going to, I don't even listen to Caitlin's podcast. And now I'm going to have to listen for this episode because I just, I'm so invested in Peter and Kelly. I'm the same. And I, I just, I love them together. I thought they were so cute. And they, I felt like they really like meshed it well. And she's moving to New York and he lives in New York. So I'm like, okay, well, maybe, I don't know. But please, John, tell everyone where they can find you. I'm sure they're going to want to follow you and just, uh, you know, stalk you after this episode. So please tell them. My um, TikTok is at it's John Joseph and my Instagram is John Joseph Music. And I'm, I'm active on both and I respond to people and it's a safe place for everyone. Oh, I love that. Well, thank you so much for getting cozy with me. I had the best time. (laughs) 
You're the best. I, I'm obsessed with you. Oh, you're so sweet. Well, if I am in Santa Clarita, I will look you up because I do go to SoCal sometime. We can grab a drink and, and chat oh, more. please. I would love it. We have to catch up on everything, all the gossip. So much fun. And I would love to have you back as well. You guys, please yes, go follow anytime. him. Please go support him. I love his TikToks. I'm going to keep sharing them. There's so many good ones. So you're going to see a lot more from him. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you have not checked out Batch After Dark with Mike Johnson, you are missing out. Please go to Spotify and download it immediately. Trust me, you will thank me. And I love getting feedback. This is a brand new pod. So I would love to know what you guys think of it and how we can improve. We have so many amazing guests coming. Like I said, Blake Horseman, Kendall Long is like, so excited to come on you guys I went to high school with Kendall she's amazing I love Kendall love her I love it yeah, yeah we she is incredible Mike actually requested Kendall so I asked him I was like who do you want to come on next and he's like oh Kendall for sure so she was down and Dustin I'm trying to get Peter Weber of course so we'll see you know where this goes but we're having a lot of fun so please 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 go listen subscribe you don't want to miss anything and you can also follow us at batch after dark pod on instagram and of course you can follow me at getting cozy with aaron and you guys i love you all thank you so much for listening john thank you again everyone please stay safe and always stay cozy take care guys till next time bye